With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Episode 414 of After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Stay tuned, by the way, for uh, some... Special announcements coming from Seneca Resorts and Casinos surrounding March Madness. They have a lot of fun stuff coming up for viewings for the basketball game. So your homework, if you like March Madness, go to SenecaNiagaraCasino.com and go see what they have coming up for March Madness and viewing games. Some very cool stuff. JR joins us. Talk about his, his time in Chicago for the Chelios retirement weekend. Also, what Pat Kane did that night is Austin Math. Is Pat Kane the greatest American-born player of all time? Another question that'll come up. A topic that I want to discuss. Hypocrisy in hockey as it pertains to fighting and Matt Rempe. Some people out there pissing me off with all of a sudden their fighting fans when fighting didn't fit with their graphs and charts and ways to build a team because you need skill and speed. You don't have room for these types of players. Sidney Crosby did something amazing last night. We'll talk about that if you don't know what it is. And is Brady Kachuk available? The hockey world rumor mill is just absolutely roaring over this one. I can't see this happening. We'll see what JR thinks. He knows the Kachuk family. Craig, I can't wait to hear what you what you have to think. You've been great during this open. You haven't said a word. Hopefully it stays that way. JR is ready to go. Let's go talk to the always opinionated Jeremy Roenick. He's What's lively up? this morning. Yeah. Yes, sir. What's happening? You tell us. What an amazing just weekend for for Chelly. First of all, let's just I, I I've never seen Chris Chelio speak so long in one spot and so well. Usually Chelly is kind of you know, more soft spoken, like he's he's his 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 tone is a little bit lower. He's more chill. I love the way he talks. I mean, I remember talking to him at the PA stuff. It's almost like he can't breathe out of his nose. Hey, he probably can't. Like, yeah, he probably can't. He has a very definitive style of 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 speaking that that changes in every situation that he's in. Right? If he's if he's in an event. It's different. If he's in a bar, it's different. If it's in, you know, like it, it was just totally. And I'll tell you what, it was like the most unbelievable weekend because his his dinner easily could have been about a hundred thousand dollar dinner. So you walk Come into on. Chicago, yeah, you sh- you walk into Chicago Cut, which is the top steakhouse in Chicago, and he has the whole restaurant just for his people. There's 150 people in Chicago Cut, every single table. Every single table and the big tables had four on it. Seafood towers. Now, you know, these seafood towers are 250 a pop, 300 a pop. I mean, these things have like oysters, clams, 
uh, um, lobsters, shrimps, um, uh, you know, all everything. Don't forget the butter. Listen, it was a four course meal. They're serving Camus bottles. There's probably a hundred bottles of Camus on the, on the, on the tables. Um, If you go there with just, just your wife and yourself, you're leaving there. 600 550 bucks with a bottle of wine 600 bucks for two i mean that's that's how yep and there's 150 people there you know and you look you look at the people like only chris so who, who uh who fit the bill for that jr is that is I, that the chicago blackhawks or is that uh chelly i'm gonna have to think that the because chelly is at this restaurant four days a week five days a week in the bar. He's best friends with the, with the general manager, David Flom, who is an amazing man. I would have to think he got a serious discount, but um, I, I think Chelly paid for it and it wouldn't be out of the norm for Chelly to do something like that for his friends. Cause that's just wow. the type of person he is. And then, uh, then after the dinner, he, um, <clears throat> we went to the Rhino bar and he has the whole Rhino bar to himself. And he had a, and of course, Eddie better, you know, goes up on stage in this little bar and starts singing. He sings four or five songs for everybody at uh, at the Rhino Bar. Eddie Eddie sang on Saturday night and sang for an hour on Sunday, um, and after party at the at the arena. Kid Rock, Kid Rock got up and sang. Um, you know, Cindy Crawford shoots the pocket at center ice and makes and the goal. It scores. Yeah, it scores. John McEnroe is there. Kevin Dillon from Entourage was there. Rodman was there. The only one that didn't show up that said he was going to come was Michael Jordan. And I heard that Jordan said that Jordan found out that everybody, there's people telling people that he was coming and um, whether this is true or not, I don't know if something happened, but um, he just decided not to come, which was a bummer because I know Jelly would have loved to have Michael there. This is sick. I mean, the array of, of of hockey guys, right? Brett Hall, Dougie Gilmore, Kelly Chase, Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky, Ty Domi, um, Brian McCabe, and then a lot of us Hawks that were there. Um, it was, it was did just Did you sick. say Mark Messier? I, I, I think you did, but did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brian Noonan. Noons was there. You know what it yeah. is, man? You can, you can throw all the, uh, the Mike grades Keenan at was me. there. Mike you Keenan can throw was there. all the greats at me, all these legends at me. But when I saw Brian Noonan and then Tony Amani come out with the the, the C yep. on his jersey. Awesome. And, awesome. Like, it's just, it, listen, like, you got a nice reception too, JR. It was loud. I Were was you very surprised happy. by that? Um, not really. I, You know, it's, I've, I've been in that situation a couple times that the, 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 the the toughest that I got uh, in reception was my first game back in Chicago after I got traded. Um, after after it turned two thousand, it was pretty it was pretty easy, and and the fans really um, really accepted me and and kind of put everything behind in the past. But um, you know, but you know, I've gone to so many games over the last twenty years, and and fans see me and. and when I, cause I sit in the crowd, I don't sit in a box and hide from everybody. I go right in and people see me taking pictures and signing autographs for like for the whole, for the whole game up and down the aisle in the, in the concourse. I mean, it literally never stops. And that gets around, you know, people talk and, and people know that I love the town and, and they, they, it's, it's a real good reception for me there. It's, it was a lot of fun. So it's, it's unbelievable. And and here here's the thing like there's guys that get their their um jerseys retired right now. And then there's like the Mecca, I think the Mecca star. Yeah. And I put Chris Chelios in that category. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of guys having their jerseys retired in the last 5 10 years. But Chris Chelios is a Mecca, yes. mega star. Um, I, people ask me all the time. I was just literally just asked this, um, two days ago I was asked, you know, when I was, when I was a kid growing up, who did I, who did I, uh, look up to who, who was the guy on the 
playing road hockey or ice hockey, who did I want to emulate? Who did I want to be like? And I, I remember saying that I wasn't really big on, you know, me being, you know, having a certain guy that I wanted to emulate, but there are, there was a few defensemen to me growing up that, I mean, thinking back about them playing and watching them that when I was little at my home in North Bay in front of, you know, Don Cherry in between periods and hockey night in Canada were guys like Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios is always the one that I have mentioned. I've mentioned Scott Stevens. I've mentioned, I, I loved, uh, 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 Ray Bork and yep. I love Paul coffee. And those were my four guys that, uh, that I watched when, when I grew up and Chris Chelios was, he was not a big guy. And he looked even smaller because of the size of the equipment that he wore. It's like he never mm-hmm. even wore equipment. But- he's the same. He's the same size today that he was in 1992 when we played in the final. I remember. Think of that. I, Think of that. I remember meeting him and working with him with the NHLPA stuff, and that was the first time I'd met him. And and you know, I mean, I can't say I got to know him like you know him, Jr. But you kind of get to know somebody and 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 see their leadership in it, like right on display and but the first thing i did when, the first thing i thought when i met him was like i can't believe that this guy has been been titled one of the most the, one of the most fierce competitors and fierce. toughest defensemen and, and you, i looked at him i was like oh my god this guy is pint size and dude it was his, it, it was amazing they showed they were showing videos on the screen right and the amount of videos of him making hits, punching guys in the face, in fights, his <laughs> yeah. face all bloodied up. It's And Riv, what you said is so pinpoint because, you know, you say the mega star, right? I, I put him in the Gretzky, in the Messier, in, the, in that category as um, iconic people. And he, he, when you meet him, you, he's so unassuming. But he turns from such an unassuming uh, guy outside the rink to an absolute fucking monster yeah. on the ice and the competitive level. There, I don't. I have never seen a competitive level like Chris Chelios. Game in. It's almost game like out. every time you listen to him speak, it's like he he exudes confidence in the biggest away. And believe me, I've been around like if you, you, you guys have played in the national hockey league, these are alpha males. Okay. That have dominated and been very confident people, um, throughout their lives to be able to fight their way to get to the highest level. And, um, when, once we all come together, so you have a certain NHL hockey team, you have all of these alpha males that have been together, you know, through their youth program and juniors and everything else. Then they all come together in the NHL. And that's when you see the real alpha male that kind of, I think, takes a, a step above well, he's, that. He's the coolest of the cool. Well, he, he is the alpha male I mean, of the entire is, league. Yes, yes. He is the coolest of the cool. And when you're and around by the way, him, and by you the are way, like... And by the way, I don't think there's there's been anybody before him like him or after him like him. He's still like, you know, I, I will say this. Ty Domi, Ty Domi, he, he tries as, as hard as he can to be around the biggest stars of all time. And he puts them. But, you know, he's he is always around Mario. He's always around um, uh, Beckham. He's always around Mark Wahlberg. He's, he's always if if you're in a situation like that, if you want to find Ty Domi, just go to the biggest star that's in the room, and Ty will be next to him. It's a, it's a hundred percent for sure, which I, doesn't bother me. But Ty, that's how Ty is. He's a, just a he's a he wants to be in the thick of things. He's he just wants, a jock sniffer, is what you're saying, Jr. I, Ty Domi's a jock sniffer. No, he's 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 a he's a he's a <laughs> I I want to be in the in. Yeah. Listen, because I will tell you this through the weekend, they had the mega stars, what we talked about secluded from everybody else. Right. Because you have to protect them. You can't put them in the same room with a lot of people because they're just, they, they want to have their own. So like, so like Sidney Crawford and John McEnroe and, and obviously Eddie Vedder and kid and Mark 
and Wayne, they had their own box. They had their own places to go. And who's in the same box as those people was Ty sitting right in between Kretz and mess, you know, just in plain sight, making sure that, you know, he was seen and you got to love Ty. He's I I've, I've loved Ty for a long time. You got to love him for who he is. And he's definitely uh, a guy who likes to be in the mix. He loves the action and he was in the action big time this weekend. But let's let's go even further. <clears throat> it was such a cool weekend because Patrick Kane was back in town for the first time <clears throat> since um, since leaving the Hawks, which was so anticipated. And, um, you know, the Hawks played a great game. It's 2-1 with five minutes left in the game, right? Everybody's having a great time. Um, and then Debrinkit scores the tying goal. You know, obviously everybody went crazy when they traded to Brinkett. Why are you trading a 40 goal, 20, uh, 25 year old, you know, goal scorer? The Brinkett scores. Assist, assisted by Kane. Assisted by Kane. And then in overtime. From behind the net, I think. Wasn't yeah. it from behind the net? Uh, it was kind of from the side. It yeah. snuck through. It was a terrible goal by Moraz. Yeah. It gave up a terrible goal. And then it was just, you just saw it coming. And, you, you know, Jones, Jones gets caught down below. Tries to score a goal and makes an absolutely brutal shot right into the right into the belly of of the goaltender, and the, the pocket gets picked and Patrick Kane sitting out at center ice all by himself. And when that puck got into his stick, and Patrick Kane came down in a breakaway in overtime, it was like you couldn't have written a story any better. And then he put that puck at the top of the net, and everybody's everybody's heart just fucked just just collapsed. Hey, he, he didn't, didn't just put that puck in the net, okay? He's a left-handed shot who that threw went that far side. Far side oh, from it, from pretty in, in close. It went that's straight up easy, in the top corner. That's not an easy shot. So the two best people that do that shot, Patrick Kane, Sidney Crosby. Okay, those are the two guys that they do that same shot. That lefty over the far side. That is a terrible hard shot. The hardest shot to do for a lefty right is over the top corner over the glove and he did it and he pulled it off. And this was the great thing. So everybody like was really disappointed and booed. He was showtiming it showtime, 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 which was great. Loved his celebration by the way. Yep. But again, when to finish the whole weekend off on the ice, everybody left the ice Patrick Kane waited for everybody to go in the locker room and he came out and did another lap around and every single person in that building, 19,000 people were standing cheering him. And it was like the most, one of the best signs of respect and thank yous of any, any circle of celebration that I've ever seen. And that they was, the, that was the second time. Cause in the first period they did a, you know how they go back and they do like a tribute. Yeah. A tribute. They did a tribute to Patrick Kane in the first period in the second commercial break. Now it's commercial break is three, three minutes. They played a quick 30 second um, video of Patrick in Chicago. Everybody stood and started roaringly applauding. Patrick Kane came out, did a circle, put a stick in the air. Thank you. Goes back to the bench. The crowd got louder. So Patrick came back out for a second turn went back to the bench and the crowd continued to stay as loud and the players pushed him back out again. And he came out for the third time. He came out to center ice yeah. and they cheered him the entire three minutes of that commercial break. And it was, it was just, it was mind blowing. Well, I know, I, awesome. I, I know Riv wants to get to a very specific thing that Chelio said about Pat Kane, but, but before we go and skip through that, I just, I want to just say one thing. He he talked about how difficult it was going back, dressing in the other locker room, taking the other warm up on the other side, kind of all that stuff. Can you relate to that in any way? I thought to correct. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I was that guy. I was Patrick Kane in nineteen ninety seven when I went back. Hundred percent. Know exactly every every emotion, every feeling, every. Um, every all the smells, the the, the weird, uh, the weird vibe, the sadness, the sorrow, the excitement of seeing friends, um, the nerves. It's just it's how hard is it? How hard is it to to do that? To be that guy? 
Was that a tough day for you? Like being able to take in all those emotions and then have to go out and perform? When I landed on the plane and got off the plane, my, I, 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 like I, I started getting nauseous, like sick, like nerve sick. And it stayed with me all the way until I left the arena after the game. Um, it was really, really difficult, really, really emotional. Um, it was good and bad all at the same time, but, um, no, and, and relieved when it was all over. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, is there, is there a point where you're just kind of like, Oh my God, I can't wait for this day to be over. It doesn't matter yes. how the game goes. Like obviously yes. you just want to go out and play well, but yes, no question. And I'm sure Patrick has a love for that city and that those fans, it was one of the hardest decisions that he had to do to leave. But um, yeah, you they want made that. him wait with the Chelios thing though. They had to make him wait and sit through all those nerves and sit on the bench and watch a legend and see how it's done. Cause his day's coming in Chicago. But oh, Craig, 100%. And, 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 and Chelly said that he said, you're going to be here one day. Yeah. You're going to have oh, yeah. the same thing. So just remember how, you know, how I, how I look doing it. <clears throat> it was really he also cool. said something else though. Didn't he Craig? Best, yeah, best American yeah, player of all time. That he's going to be the best player of American player of all time. He Is did he? say that. He did say that. Um, he he will never be as iconic as Chelios. I don't care what how many points he gets. You know, Chris Chelios is the most iconic American of all time and will continue to be. Uh, Austin Matthews will go down as the best goal scorer of all time. Uh, but I think when you talk about sheer talent and whether Patrick Kane catches catches Mike Medano for points um, still remains to be seen. I'm obviously he's on a on a roll to do that. He's still got probably another year or two to play. Well, what I'm if still... he doesn't? What if he doesn't catch uh, Mike Medano? Does that mean, like, is he still going down no. as the best U.S. No. born hockey player? No. So was Chelios no. just saying that for the moment, or? And I'm not saying he's wrong. Maybe he does believe that. I'm not saying he's wrong, but I mean there there's a few other American born. Well, there's, there's there, but there are some people that really think that Patrick Kane will be, and maybe Shelley is one of them. And he has he has the opportunity to become the all time leading scorer in American history. Plus, he has three cups. Plus, he has all the all the everything's, which is fine. Mike Medano right now holds that in my you know in terms of the in terms of like talent player. He has the most points. He has a Stanley Cup. He's, you know, he's, I think he's the guy to knock off the totem pole, but. Well, I, and, and I agree with that. And that's why, I, that's where I was going with this is, is, I mean, I don't give a shit what Austin Matthews does, how many goals he scores until he wins three cups or at least a cup. I mean, he can't even, he's not in that discussion with Patrick Kane, in my opinion, it, I, it doesn't matter. Say that again. I Austin Matthews doesn't matter how many goals he gets. No, how many no, oh, yes, he gets. Okay, yes, if yes, he I doesn't win a Stanley Cup, there's no there's no discussion. He could outscore Kane. He could outpoint him. I don't give a shit what he does. If he if he doesn't win it for me, it does. It's not even it's not even a discussion. No, no not even discussion. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is is smoother than Austin Matthews. He's a better playmaker than Austin Matthews. I think he's more he's 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 more dynamic in terms of his his elu- elusiveness. His this um, could be risky to say, but I think he's a smarter player. I'm not saying Matthews isn't smart. I'm saying I just think Pat Kane. I think is on I a think Matthews level. is Matthews. Matthews is more tenacious. Um, yes, I would say IQ wise for sure. Both of them are extremely smart. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Really. I mean, it's it's a minute. It's a minute. You know, it's both so. Let of me them let are, me put it to you this way, Jay. Aaron, this uh, you kind of met, you, you said something about a couple minutes ago, which kind of um, set me thinking. Um, when we're talking about Patrick Kane, we're talking about the best passer in uh, U.S. history. The only other player that you can really um, look at is Mike Medano, correct? Mike Medano, correct. Mike Medano in two of the best, 1,500 games. In 1,500 games. Two of the best saucer passer. Two best saucer passer passers. Yes. In the, his, in the history of the game. Yes. So in 1,500 games, Medano had eight. 113 assists um in almost almost 300 less games Patrick Kane has 804 so when you look at that it's clearly I mean Patrick Kane if he played 300 more games would have you know 
shit ton more assists, right? So, yeah. and then here's here's where I'm going with this. And this is why it, it was surprising to me that you said that Austin Matthews is going to be the best U.S. born goal scorer in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking to myself, who are the best goal scorers? Who are the best goal scorers? And I'm going through it, and and there's there's not a lot of names that are popping into my head for for because I know that you scored over 500. And I'm trying to think, who are the goal scorers? And then all of a sudden, I had Joe to Mullen. look it up. No. How about our boy? Uh, Pat, Pat, Pat LaFontaine. No, what, Brett Hall. What, no, he's not American-born. He was born in Canada. He's just he's, yes, a, he's American. No, he's Canadian-born. No. Didn't, born, didn't, he, didn't he basically, didn't he practically renounce his hockey Canadian citizenship yes, when he played he for Team USA? So yeah. we as yes. Canadians, I yeah, consider he wasn't, Brett Hall he American. Brett, you can have him. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't picked for the 87, I think for the 87 um you know rendezvous team yeah. or whatever. And yeah. that pissed that pissed him off. And um and I think there was another one that he wasn't picked for, whether it was a world championships uh in 89 or something. And he's just like, You guys don't want me, I'm gonna go play in America. But did he play on Canada Cup? So 91? what you're telling me yes. right now yeah, again. With me. With me, yes. n- ninety one, he was in the U.S. Okay, so he might have not, not yes. played Canada Cup eighty seven when yes. you went shelf on uh, on on Trechiak. In in ninety one, that's right. In ninety one, when I played with him in the in the in the Canada Cup, was the first time that was, was where I fell in love with Brett Hall in nineteen ninety one. I felt like totally fell in love with him. I even, you know, I got, you know, my son's name Brett because I just I love the guy. And he's just an amazing. He was there this weekend too. It was just awesome to see him too. But um, he, yes, you could say America, he's American, but he's American by mother, by mother born, right? Because of his mom. He's not he, same he as Pominville. We, we, we take him as an American for sure, because he's his goal scoring ability is, and what he did for us is amazing. So <laughs> yes, of course you do. Of but course you but do. he's really not an American is what you're he's saying. Born in, he's, born, he's born in Winnipeg. What do you want? That's, you know, let's, Come on, that's, that's the greatest that. American born goal score. No, this guy is a Canadian raised <laughs> American player ever. We'll title him that way. So Pat LaFontaine would have been probably would have been up there. You look at Pat LaFontaine's stats. If it yeah. wasn't for his concussion problems, Pat LaFontaine would have definitely been in that goal scoring lead ahead of Medano. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, just, I, I was just looking at Brett Hall. He, he scored 741 goals, which is which is just absolutely mind blowing. And uh, I think Austin Matthews will catch up. Jr. I well, have to ask you. He's a got question. a long way to go, though. Austin Matthews still is, you know, yeah, 350. And you know, listen, this all comes down to one thing. We talk about Alice Ovechkin having an opportunity to beat Gretzky. He has that opportunity because he stayed healthy. He stayed healthy for a large part of his career. Now, Austin Matthews, if he stays healthy, will have an opportunity to be in the mix um, trying to beat Wayne Gretzky and Alex Ovechkin. But it's all about staying healthy, right? For these. Yeah, I don't. He's not. not, Yeah, he's never going to catch Alex. He's not going to catch Alex. Um, I think he's he has what? One 60 goal season and then the rest 40s. Yeah. Alex Alex was 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 50 right? Um but still as as Americans go I mean he's got 350 some odd goals already in 538 games. 38 games. I mean just think of that. If he plays 15 if he plays 1500 games like Mike Medano did, he's going to get another 4 4 450 500. Close. He plays. He's get. He's he'll hit eight hundred. Listen, if, he is if, going to be if he continue. Now, this is the thing. Austin Matthews needs to stay healthy, and he needs to continue to be insanely um, committed to yeah. to to doing this. And if if he does, then he's going to have an opportunity. I mean, I could see Austin Matthews for the next five years scoring sixty goals a year. That's how yes. that's how dominant he is right now. Yes. So it's going to be fun to watch because I would I, looking at Alex Ovechkin, I would have never in a million years thought someone would come close 
and be in the mix to even talk in the same breath as a Gretzky slash Ovechkin goal scoring. But now all of a sudden you have Austin Matthews that's doing incredible things. And if he stays uh, consistent, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely right. Um, So as as American people, as Americans go, I think Patrick Kane is, you know, most likely will catch Medano. I don't know how many points Medano finished with in his career. Um, How much? 374. How much? 374. No, how, no, how many, how many points did Mike Medano finish with? Mike Medano ended with 1,374. Sorry. Just must have thousand thousand. there. Forgot the one. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Forgot the one. 1,374. I would like, I would like to think I would have caught Medano if it wasn't for, for all my injuries. I I played what thirteen hundred and fifty games. He played what fifteen hundred and yep. fifty games. He's yep. got two hundred games on me. It would have been close. It, it would have been, been close. close. Yeah, it would have been close. But you know, I was I led Mike Medano in points. Um, I had more points than him up until I think two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand five, and then he took off from there. So I had a nice lead on him for eighteen years. It's pretty or seven. Yeah, talk, 16 but... years. <laughs> Looking for a night out? Maybe go watch a game at a bar? Maybe even have a nice fancy dinner? Who knows? I might even get crazy and play some bets while I'm at it. And there's only one place to do all that. Only at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. You can hit up Stick Sports Bar and Grill, grab an unbelievable steak at the Western Door, gamble at the casino, or even play some bets at the sports book. All in one location at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. So it's pouring rain this morning, and I'm driving down the road, and this car is flying down the road, and it starts hydroplaning. It starts fishtailing. I thought for sure I was going to get hit. And I'm not even joking. Before I even got hit, all I'm thinking about is 888-888-8888. Try to remember that number after you get hit here. Luckily. We avoided a collision. Very grateful for that. But I almost want to call Salino Law for the trauma that this guy put me in. But if you are the unfortunate one that ends up getting in an accident and you get injured, grab your phone, call the AIDS, 888-888-8888. Almost car crash, don't call Salino. Car crash, call Salino. Let's talk about another American-born player. Brady Kachuk. There are rumors that he's available. Is there? Wow. I, I couldn't wow. even. Now, now, the again, hell out of here. Where I the hell not, did you hear that? Bowels of the internet. Wow. Now, now, I hope you're not trying to get the first on the uh, on the rumor mill. And I called this one first, like a lot of um, Canadian media do, uh, try to float something. But this, that would be, that would be. Um, or maybe it wouldn't be. Look what happened with Matthew. If that's the case, that would have to be Brady Kachuk going into the offices and say, "Listen, I need, I need out of here. I, I can't stay here anymore. I want to trade." And I don't see Brady doing that. But Matthew did it in Calgary, and they traded him. At, but that, what's their contract situation like? What's Brady's contract situation? Right? Oh, he's he got another five years. What he signed seven for seven or something like that. I'm just yeah. Sort of... Wow. Yeah. So he's no, kind he of. Makes, stuck I think there. he makes eight. He might make yeah, eight. Yeah. Makes eight, eight, eight and a half. Both him and him and him and Matthew make the same. I think it's eight five. Um, Matthew makes nine five. Is it nine five now this year? Yeah. 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 I'm just uh, listen. I I think that's bullshit. That would be like you said. That would be a bad move for the franchise. However, if he wants out, you get a shit ton for him. Huh. I get, would literally you, trade. I would literally trade half of the Buffalo team to, to get him. <laughs> That's fantastic. Line of the show. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not joking whatsoever. The, if Ottawa is in a situation where they want to try and continue to rebuild with younger players that are highly talented, We've got a shit ton of kids. Hey, you know what you do? You keep you, you keep Darlene, you keep Tuck, you keep Tage, 
<laughs> and you and Perka. you get rid yeah you Paterka right and then you get rid of everybody else in the trade and you bring up the minors to come up and then Do you have any idea team. how many first round young prospects they have centermen out the ass they have so many players well, they drafted three centermen in one draft a few years ago they had three draft picks in the first round they picked all centermen all under six feet but all centermen interesting yeah there's no yeah, way they can't all play here. Can't and all of, them are, all of them are doing well, JR. Like Matt Savoy yeah. got drafted ninth overall. Uh, boom, gone, sending it to Ottawa. Um, then they had uh, 16th pick overall, uh, Noah Oslin. Uh, by Sia, he's playing in the Swedish Elite League. Had an unbelievable world junior, JR. Gone, by. And then Yari Kulich is in the minors right now. 19-year-old kid playing in the minors, playing very, very well. Goal scorer. Um was an absolute stud for the uh, Czech team in the World uh, World Juniors. Gone, sending him to. You can have them all for Fuck. Brady. If I were Edmonton, I'd be sending Drysidle straight up for Brady Kachuk. <laughs> straight up, changes the team. Brady Kachuk is not going to want to go to Edmonton. He wants out of Canada. He wants to go to the states. Holy fuck! What the. What the fuck did you just say right there? I'm gonna, I'm gonna instantly delete that out. That's the first line I'm deleting out of the show today. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight, hey, listen, going, listen, listen. I'm going. I love Brady Kachuk. I'm going. But straight when we're talking Leon Dreisaitl, let's, let's get going, something straight. Brady Kachuk's going right back to Phoenix, right where he grew up. Come on. <laughs> right to Phoenix, baby. Let's go. Is he married? Yes, he's married. Oh, he just oh, got. He, he's. He, he just got married. He just got married. married. He's not, what does that have to do with it? Why why did you give the old off? Well, because if I were that young and I I'd be, you know, I'd be living, I'd be enrolling on campus and I just wouldn't go to school. I'd be living right there. <laughs> yes, you would. I'd be living like on how much campus. money you just pay you pay five times what it would cost just to be in the dorms. Yeah, just I, I, I will I will pay a hundred thousand dollars just allow Mr. me to Peters, stay in the dorms. Mr. Peters, well, if I make an eight point two, I would. I mean, Mr. Peters, you need to come pick up your books. No, 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 no. There's no class involved. You, you in would even, you you would even pay a hundred grand and accept a roommate. <laughs> okay, so there is a conversation I wanted to kind of blindside you both with today, and I think it's right up your alley, Jr. And I, I told Craig I wanted to bring something up. Clearly, you're aware of what's going on with the New York Rangers and Matt Rempe. You've heard the legend of Rempe. Yes, of, of course. Actually, okay. the, actually, the, one of the ladies I went out to dinner with last night, a friend of my wife's, is very good friends with Matt Rempe's sister. So it was kind of weird. Kind of, like, I'm out here in California, and there's like a connection with, with my friends here in California and Matt Rempe. And that's all I've talked about on my show the other day and a couple other shows is this kid that has just come in and taken the, the fight, the fight to the national hockey league, which has been amazing. Well, this is, I love the way you said that the fight to the national hockey league. Cause Craig and I talked about it yesterday and you know, I said to Craig, what's the league going to do about it? And I don't even want to have that discussion with it, but for me, it's the hypocrisy that surrounds hockey that drives me nuts because for someone that did what I did to hear people tear my job and, and my role and purpose, not me specifically, but the guys that did it to shreds to say, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. And now you, now you have, and, and listen, there's a little bit of anger in here. So you have to excuse my, my, my wording, but you have these fucking weasels that are now out there tweeting about how how this is great watch this fight of this decade you know i don't condone this but everybody should watch this and it drives me fucking nuts because these are the same people same people that that were taught that were just said get rid of it these guys are useless and i'm going to tell you something matt rempe has absolutely served a massive purpose well not only that but not only that but he is he is he has engaged so many hockey fans and non-hockey fans into the viewing aspect on social media. And whether you like it or not, um, <laughs> the National Hockey League has benefited from his ability to uh, to do what he does, and that is fight. And that is what people all three have been fights were for. staged, Jr. 
all three fights were staged. Maybe they didn't drop the gloves right off the thing. So my point is, is that are we are we okay with this now? You you use the word and and it it's the it's the most frustrating word in the in the whole maybe in the whole English dictionary is hypocrisy. Who doesn't like a good fight? Like seriously, if two men want to go go at it and and fight, that's their own prerogative. Like you're really you're really worried about what a kid is going to think or the detriment it's going to show on a kid. You know what? That's where the parents come in. It's part of the game. It's been part of the game for 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 generations, and it should still be part of the game now. And God bless Remke for coming and bringing a little zest and fire and energy to the New York Rangers. And to the National Hockey League, he's on how many? There's more Remke videos on social media now than any other player, with the exception of maybe um, Patrick Kane or that Delorier Remke. It's sick. He's had four fights. Three of them have been probably the best fights in the last ten years. Literally, yes. I mean, and you have well, he, to applaud that. He's had some in the minors, Jr. That are like legendary too. Like this is yeah. this guy is going to stand back and he's going to throw hammers, and yeah. it's it's incredible to watch. Like the fight against Nick Delorier, who is arguably <sighs> right now oh. the oh. number one or number two toughest uh, man in this league. It was a, a gladiator fight. They were pounding it, it each was, other, it was unreal. punches to the face, both of them, and it was like. One of the, this is like, could you imagine the, the the fans in that building watching that? Like they must have been going absolutely crazy, nuts. And that's my point. So that was a that was a three watch video. You watched that three times. You didn't just watch that fight once. You watched it three or four times. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question: Who who are the hypocrites worried about? Are they worried about the two gentlemen that are fighting? Oh, I hope they don't hurt themselves. It's not good for them. They're laughing. Well, they're, they're talking smiling. about everybody's talking about, well, look at this young man. He's 21 years old. How dare they allow him to fight because he could get CTE if he gets punched in the head. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? He's he's going to be making fucking seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars making as much hold as some doctors. And don't. And I'm just like, everybody understands the risks, but this everybody is what I'm understands saying. the risks. This is what I'm saying. Worry about your fucking self. Well, then don't turn on sun, Saturday your, college football and Sunday college football. Worry about your fucking self. Don't sit here and say it shouldn't happen because oh, I'm afraid he's going to hurt himself. Guess what? It affects that, it aff- that, this is that man. Of- that man knows what he's doing. He accepts the, the situation. He accepts the repercussions. He accepts what's going to happen to him. And he, look at the smile on his face in the locker room with bruises all over himself. And the guy's the happiest guy in the world. Like, don't yeah. worry about Remke. So who are these people? Who are these people that about are saying their, this? The Corsi numbers. They're, what does it do for the Corsi? What does it do for the graphs? What does it do for what does it do for the for the for the skill of the game? We want goals. We want guys that I, 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 I gotta tell you a story. I have to tell you a story. Just, honest to God, you, there are people that cover this game that that really need to just shut the fuck up. I have to tell you a story, okay? What really matters to the National Hockey League is the people that are in that building, first and foremost, who are paying those high-priced tickets to put their asses in those seats, okay? The people that are watching it at home, so on and so forth, still are important. But you, you talk about the fights. When... Those guys are fighting on the ice. There's not a person in that in that building that's not standing cheering. Um, maybe one or two. I was at a game, a Chicago game last week, last Wednesday. It was Philadelphia versus the Hawks. And there are three kids sitting two rows behind me. And the whole game, these three kids, I think they were 9, 10, 11 years old, fight, fight, fight. They're yelling, fight, fight, fight. And the parents are right there, right with them. And they're like, fight, fight. And they're hoping for the fights. And the parents are laughing. Um, that's accepted. It's like, why do you go to a boxing match? Why do you why do you love boxing? Why do you go to boxing? Why have they haven't banned boxing? Because people go there understanding and liking the fact of the fight. You can't stop it or say this because you're afraid that it's going to tarnish 
you know, well, some 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 liberal kids um, brain. Here's what I'm waiting for, Jr. I'm waiting for the day that the Sabres accept the fact and I have to bring this back to Buffalo. I'm just waiting for the day that the Sabres actually accept the fact that they have to go out and get more physical. Do you know why? Because that will mean that they will have to have accepted what we have been saying for years and we are going to become instant fucking legends in this town because the Sabres finally did what we told them to or have been asking them to for years and then they credit. start with you, you're gonna take credit for that. Well, every game they win, I mean, we we basically coach them. They, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they lose, they uh, listen, they win. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's yeah. just how it it's just how it works sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. You know, eventually though, they'll come around and but it's just to me, man, it's like I just I see all these people praising that Delorier fight. And I thought the fight was incredible with Rempy. But the, the fact of the matter is, I'm just like I start looking at the people writing who's praising this fight and you were the same people saying that we didn't need this in the game. Yeah. That the game doesn't need this, but yet it is the most, it's more watched than fucking a, 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 a backhand toe drag shelf goal that was scored. Could, the same you, could you, could you imagine if they bring back more fighting and more physicality to the talent that these guys have now, how popular yeah. this game would be? It would be insanity. Well, it's interesting that the, the blue jackets, um, you know, they had a little run there where uh, Rempy, Rempy absolutely crushed the guy in the Devils, um, laid him out. He had a great fight the next night uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers, Nick Delorier. Then he walks into uh, Columbus Blue Jackets and fights a really tough customer. And uh, what's his name, Petey? Oliver? Uh, Matthew Olivier. Olivier. Um, and, and here's the thing. Guess who the Rangers play next? The Columbus well, Blue guess, Jackets. Yeah, I was going to say, with and that they kind play of Olivier. Tone. And you know what? I mean, listen. I mean, Olivier got the best of Rempe in that fight. He he smoked him with a punch that you know obviously gave him the black eye. And okay, made let me him. ask you this: Are we going to let this happen? This fight uh, happen? Yes, we are. Yes, we <laughs> are. And and let me let me let me go even a step further. So that Blue Jackets Ranger uh, rematch. As much as we want to say the uh, watch, here's the here, here. Let me ask you this question: Do you think anybody cares about um, the Rangers playing the Columbus Blue Blue Jackets on February 28th? Not one, not one person. But let me tell you something: I think there's a lot of people that are actually going to watch that game just to see if uh, Olivier and Rempy fight again. Yes. Okay. Hundred so percent. That, that's today, Jr. Then Again. all of a sudden, the Rangers' Again. next yep. game is on is on uh, Saturday, March second. This Saturday, guess who they play? Columbus Flyers, Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, Ryan Reeves just scored last night. Yeah, well, Ryan Reeves can put his goal scoring mitts away <laughs> because he is he's been chirping and going chirping. after. He's been going after guys since he came in the league. And now all of a sudden you got, you know, you got Ryan Reeves is 35 years old. You got a kid who's 21. Who's trying to make a name for himself. I'm, and, and, I'm and let me ask sure you, if Rempe fights Olivier tonight, he's not going to grab him the same way. Exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be done a little differently. Yeah. Listen, as much as goal scorers watch on video, what they can do better, how they can uh, pull pucks, drag pucks, shoot pucks, um, fighters always go over their fights. They 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 go over and critique that's themselves. A, that's, that's an interest. That's an interesting um a, a, an interesting comment because all we've seen from Reeves is him bitch slapping other people, bitch slapping Corey Perry. He's not that tough. Bitch slapping this, bitch slapping that. You know, acting like the tough guy. Now there's a tough guy there. Do you think Ryan Reeves goes over and says, "Okay, kid," just like Matt? Like, uh, like, like, um, Matt like, Martin, um, Matt Martin did. Yeah. Okay. Kid, your first game, I'm going to give you the shot. Here's, here's your shot. Let's go. Which I thought was awesome by. If Rempe <laughs> by asks Matt Reeves. No, he no. Better, if, he no, better give no, it to him. No. If Reeves says, okay, let's go kid. If, if Reeves makes the first call, not Rempe. I want Reeves to make the first call. Cause he's the one that's been chirping his mouth all over the place over the last little while. So. 
Hey, he claims to be the tough guy. He claims to be that, you know, this guy's not tough. This guy's not tough. Well, you got a tough guy right in front of you now. Are you going to, are you going to go keep your belt or are you going to, you go challenge the young guy who's coming up. Well, you look at Nick Delorier. Nick Delorier has always been honest. He's played the game very hard. He knows his yes. role. He's a fourth line checking physical guy that adds energy and he adds spunk uh, to a team. And he he understood. He understood uh, what this what uh, Rempe is all about. He's a young guy. Played in the minors. Has fought. Had some really good fights. And. Uh, Nick Delorier said, yeah, let's, let's get this going. This is, this is uh, what the game or my game is all about. It was an unbelievable fight fight of the year without question. Guys were hammering each other. That being said, now you have a little bit of um, clout around this Rempy kid who's six foot eight, 200 and whatever. By the way, you have, you have, you have, you have more excitement in Madison square garden, wherever that kid, wherever that team goes, you don't just have Panarin. You don't just have Zabinajad. You don't just have Kreider. You don't just have Fox. Now you get to look at somebody else that is in a different, a a different category of entertainment. Again, more tickets, more tickets sold, more people watching. Rempe has been a good thing for the New York Rangers in the national hockey league period. End of sentence. I don't care about all the libs that don't like fighting. Sorry. It's there. Yeah. It's been there forever. Suck it up, pajama boys. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, the, the last thing I'll say is this young man is 21 years old. He's six foot seven, six foot eight. It looks like they have him down as 205 pounds. <laughs> uh, apparently, I think he's 240. He's right? not 205. Gosh. He's 240 pounds. I looked at his, uh, his, uh, I guess like it must've been when he was 12 years old, but, uh, he's six foot eight, 240 pounds. And he is only going to get stronger. He's 21 years old. And if you remember when you were 20 and I know when I was 21 years old, I was 10 times stronger at it, at the age of 24, 25 and well, times. Awesome. I'll just say this. Um, this league still has some tough players in it. And if he doesn't get his lights punched out on his way in and out very early, he's got to, he's got to become, he's got to become a little bit of a different fighter. In my opinion, he's way too aggressive, way too aggressive and he's going to get hurt. And and if there's a time for these guys to run the gauntlet on him, it's now because Olivier got him wobbling big time, big time. He went to the, yeah, and you pointed to- that out in that fight, Petey, right away when we were talking about it, he says, He's got to learn to protect himself when he doesn't have the right grab. Um, Rempe, when he was fighting Olivier, grabbed him, but he had the jersey on the left side of his on the left side of him. Grabbed, he grabbed too far. You got to grab in the middle, shoulder. Yeah, and then it's like if he gets if he gets the right grab, then he is a big problem for a lot of guys because his arms are so long. That's that's an interesting concept because what what you're seeing in the in fighting a lot now, and I would love to hear your your take on this, PD. It seems like a lot of a lot of guys now make that grab in the collar in the front because they they throw that little that little left jab, which stuns uh. stuns guys. Because when 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 I fought, I mean, I had 44 fights in National Hockey League. I didn't not not fight. I had 44, and I would always grab for the arm sleeve yes. to, to to control their their power arms so they couldn't really hit me with a strong one but these guys are doing it a little different is it for the fact of they're not doing it properly or for different tactics different tactics i mean i lo- i used to like when guys would do that because it took away from their throwing hand you want to jab me with that thing go ahead and jab me because you can't throw both at the same time right so if you're going to sit there and go like this you're not throwing your right but once that stops what's coming the hammer's coming right yeah so i used to always like to plant my left hand right in the guy's shoulder, like right in the shoulder. So if he threw a punch, you just kind of, le- you just kind of lean into it and it yeah. keeps that. You just can't punch through a locked arm. Right. But there are some bad grabs, man. I've had some bad holds where you're just kind of like, I'm fucked here and I got to just try to survive. Like you grab yeah. under a guy's armpit sometimes. And that's, that's what happened. Up. That's what happened with me with, um, with, uh, um, with Walker. I fought Walker in Vancouver. Yeah, and very tough kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. very tough. I don't know if you guys seen the fight. I think I, yeah, you might have seen it. I couldn't, 
I, he was throwing so fast and I was trying to, trying to throw as much. I couldn't grab his power arm and I'm literally sitting there. Please don't get knocked out. And literally I'm like, just don't get knocked out. He hit me with two bombs. I swear to God, I, I cannot believe I did not go down, but Scott Walker hit me with two bombs that I, because I couldn't grab. And one came over the top. I mean, if you see this fight, it is. He was so tough. He was so he tough. Was and I'm, so tough. And by the way, I had 45 goals that season, uh, like 90 points or 85 points. And here I am fighting Scott Walker in Vancouver. Um, it's a good trade off for you, Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, exactly. YouTube it. YouTube it, Riv. You take a look at the bombs that I get hit with on this guy. And yeah, I'm, I'm watching it now. And it was. I'm throwing, I'm throwing as hard as I can. And, uh, but I couldn't get a hold of his arm and he's just, he's just standing steady and throwing and I'm just flailing. Oh, I'm I, flailing. For how him. did you not go down with that punch? JR? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh I've, my God. I've yeah. seen this fight. I can't, I yeah. can't bring myself to go back and watch it again. It, oh it, my God. Yeah. How did, how are you still standing? Yeah, and but the, but the, my favorite part of the video is I go to the penalty box and I'm chewing my gum. I don't I I I didn't have a mouthpiece in, had nothing. I'm chewing gum. I go back to the bench, fixing my pads, chewing the gum. But I got a I got a really nice compliment from the broadcasters. Like, what? Got to give Jr. a little credit. There's a goal scorer fighting. You know, he he, he held his ground. I, I didn't have. I literally got tattooed twice in that fight and didn't go down. That that was my. That was my favorite fight that I had. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you were, for people that want to watch this fight, it's a good fight to watch. It's Jeremy Roenick against Scott Walker. Uh, and uh, go and look at this, 1997, April 9th. And let me tell you something. He landed some massive, massive bombs to your face, and you yes. did not go down. I cannot. Your head must be made of rocks, oh, man. Dude. But I this remember. is what we're talking about, JR, about – like in that fight, why do you think that you need to go punch for punch with him? Why wouldn't you want to try and just say, let's calm things down here. I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to wait until I can grab him properly. You went, yeah. you went like you wanted to knock him out. And, and, that's, and how, that's, I, you were... that's how I live my life. Well, I live my life. I live my life on, on, in gear five, buddy. I don't live my oh life. My I don't live my life in second gear. I live my life in gear five, and there's no governor. Good for you. So Good if I'm you. doing if I'm doing it, I'm going all in. I don't go in just to <laughs> just to be a part be, just to be a participant. No, thank you. You are awesome. the epitome no. of go hard or go home, no. Jr. Go hard or go home. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't go in half ass. You don't go in in second. You go in with both feet. And you're cocked and ready, ready, ready for ready to go, no matter what what it brings you. Well, no, no. Last thing I'll say before we let you go. This has been a great hour. Uh, last night, an ama- an incredible feat, actually. Um, Sidney Crosby, one thousandth even strength point. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Five points over the weekend. This guy is trying to will his team into the playoffs. It's still not going to happen. Ugh. You, you, you got to wonder, we had this, I had this conversation on my podcast on Monday, our Snipes and Stripes weekend edition, because Sidney Crosby, again, just blew it out of the water. And we're talking about, is this the end of, of Sidney Crosby in terms of Pittsburgh and wanting to be in Pittsburgh? Because this will be the second year that he doesn't make the playoffs in a row after being one of the longest standing teams to make the playoffs in all of sports. This with you know Malkin is on his downside uh, Latang's on his downside you got to think that the big r word has to happen in Pittsburgh now the rebuild and you Sidney Crosby does not want to hear that word rebuild i also hear that some of the players are turning on Mike Sullivan as coach <laughs> shit show i don't think Sidney Crosby wants to be any part of a shit show or a rebuild is this kind of getting close to Sydney's Sydney's end? I don't know. He's still putting up points like crazy. I feel terrible. Does he play for out him. his contract or does he get traded? He's got two more years. But do you, can you see Sidney Crosby going to play for another team? I no, don't. I can't. 
I don't. Well, you, I, well, listen, I mean, could you could you see Wayne Gretzky not being an Edmonton Oiler? Yes. And he went and played for how many teams after that? L.A., Great St. Point. Louis, it's Rangers. I mean, we're yeah, talking he about, left, he left about Yarmer Yager. He left the Oilers at like 29, 30. Crosby's what, 34, 35? So he's right at the end. Like this is, no, Crosby's this is older Gretzky than that. on the range. Crosby's here. 38, 37. Yeah, 37. Holy shit, he's 37. This is Gretzky on the Rangers, man. Gretzky retired at 39. Well, what about Yarmir Yager? And he's actually, this guy's putting up points. What about, well, that's what about that's Mark what I'm Messier? saying. That's what I'm saying is these guys want to win Stanley Cups. And if it's not going to work out in Pittsburgh, then why wouldn't Sidney Crosby, who's still playing at an insane level, why wouldn't you want to kind of move on to try and be in a better chance to win? Yes, 100%. He, he, well, he lived with Mario. Mario stuck it through. Mario came back and played with Sid for the rebuild. You know, he played one team his entire his entire career. There's something to be said for that. Okay, but when did Mario retire? Now, Pete? Mario's not there anymore. So who knows if that even matters to him? I think what Riv just said is a, is a great, I think, um, reason for Sidney Crosby to leave. Hey, the greatest players in the game played for multiple teams. The greatest, with the exception of Mario. So, you know, that that is an out. But there's no way, in my opinion... There's no way that Sidney Crosby will sit there on that team and play his ass off and train his ass off to be a part of a rebuild. I just don't see it happening. Well, that why guy is, they, why is there so much talk, JR, about um uh Getzel? Like, why are we talking about Jake Getzel <laughs> at the age of 29 if Sidney Crosby is sitting there and he's seeing arguably the best goal scorer on the team okay one of the one of the best players on the team walk out because they don't want to pay him then then what is Sidney Crosby thinking you know they went and paid Evgeny Malkin which again Evgeny Malkin is a year older than Sidney Crosby they gave him that, three that more thing, years that was a thank that was a thank you contract yeah but that's horseshit contract like I don't like why not why not trade away Malkin and move him and get assets. Why not move on from Eric Carlson, who's 33 years old, making $10 million a year. You're not going to get as much in terms of a rebuild of a rebuild compensation package for them as you will for a Jake Genzel. You're going to get younger players, but I think you're going to get draft picks. You're going to get, if you're going to go for the real real rebuild, you got to go for the real, real rebuild. And that in doing that, that is it's it's almost like the same situation as what the Hawks did with the Brinkett. Now the Hawks still suck, and who knows what what's going to happen with the with what they got with the Brinkett in terms of their draft choices. But it's that's that seems to be the mentality that these GMs go and around the league these days. I don't yeah. know. I I just it, think you know right now when you look at. Sydney, he's he's 36 years old. He's going to be turning 37. I think he, I think it's like July or August is his birthday. Um, I think he could play till he's 40 all day long. That's that's oh, you know sure. another another three four years at a high level. My question is, you know, is he is it is it going to be with the Pittsburgh? I mean, Pittsburgh right now seem like they're just so old. You got Malkin at 37. I have to imagine if he goes anywhere. Probably goes and tries to figure out a way to play with McKinnon in Colorado. Yeah, it's a good, great point. That's his buddy. That's his Colorado's buddy. Colorado's going to be good for a lot of years. Crosby can slide right in there. There's no pressure for him to be the man. JR, what would you have to give up if you're Colorado Avalanche? Because it's funny that you bring them up, Petey, because they're looking currently right now for, for uh, a number two center. Well, they're not. Crosby's like, okay, we're not doing this. JR, we're, agree with me. We're not, or are we doing this? This look on your face is like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Well, what's the, uh, what's, what's Sidney Crosby's contract left? Is he, Two years. Is, he has this making- year at eight, seven. He's going to finish off this year. He has next year at 8.7. <laughs> He's making 8.7. <laughs> Cap hits eight, seven. It's like 3 million or something. 
He's making like three million bucks. Wow. Isn't what he rib? Is that how it a, works? What yes. a steal. What a steal. Yes. What a steal. Um, why 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 wouldn't why why couldn't if you have McKinnon, Rantanen, and and players along this nature, Kale McCarr, their defense core, they have great goaltending. They are in a situation that they're they're they are in it right now. Their time to win Stanley Cups is now. Why wouldn't you try and do the why wouldn't you try and do everything in your power to try and try and get a guy like this? Now, uh, would you think to try to get a guy like this at trade deadline or summertime going into next season? Because that, that, because I think if you're Colorado right now, you don't want to mess with your team because you probably have one of the best chances to win the Stanley Cup this year with the team yeah, that they have. Fuck. Are you are you kidding me? You can't tell me that you you wouldn't want Sidney Crosby on that quest for a cup. Not right now. Next year. That's a next year yeah. deadline move. Yeah, or I, I, I think. Yeah, I think. I think that's. I agree with you. I think it's a next year move. I think they it's see what they can move. do with the team now. Because I think Sidney Crosby, move. if he goes to Colorado and he plays there. I think it's a you know obviously one of the most beautiful places to live with the most sun days in the United States. Um, most, like I Sundays, think, like day of the week or sunny no, days. Sun, sunny, sunny days. Sunny days. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, yeah, Jeremy. Hey, well, listen, you I, got hit. You got hit in the head a lot of times, Petey. You don't you really know, know whether you're being facetious or not. No, sometimes, no bullshit. You know, it's Craig. I'm worried <laughs> <Whoa>. about. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. If Jake Kenzel gets traded at the trade deadline with these rumors, I'm going to bet Sidney Crosby is going to leave soon after. How's that? I could Boom. see that. Boom. No rebuild for Sidney Crosby. Thank you very much. Next. <laughs> Thanks for today, JR. Yeah. Awesome, boys. Thanks, boys.